Good evening, friends of the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. It's been a wild ride today. It's been wild, and it's been one hell of a ride. Bad or good, it's been a ride. I was thinking of something my cousin said. She had watched a film, and she said it was bad, and she said, you know, the trailer made it look good. That's the beauty of those trailers. The trailer is like buying something without seeing it. I mean, you've seen the trailer, but then you've seen bits and pieces. There used to always be that controversy that the trailer gave too much away. Roger, The late Roger Ebert used to say that. Is how the trailer sometimes gives too much away. And then you're like, why did I just watch that trailer? And then some trailers... Well, they they make you ecstatic for this upcoming movie. And that's how I, I described the House of Gucci. It's like, whether that's a good or a bad movie, the trailer alone, it's awesome. I, I've often said that even about The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo with Rooney Mara and Daniel Craig. I love that film. A lot of people didn't like it. We live in a world of opinions. Yes, some are good, some are bad. I I can hear the neighbors. They're partying right now. (laughs) In these days that I am recuperating, shall we say, I'm trying to invest my energy in a lot of art and a lot of music. As I went to Cypress Hill, I'm going to Buddy Guy, and then I'm going to go see St. Vincent. And so I'm trying to immerse myself. Because, you know, sometimes when I pick a concert to go to, it's spur of the moment. Now, subconsciously, when I was at the Cypress Hill show, and I think I was in line for some merchandise, and I ended up buying a poster rather than a shirt, which is fine. And... I saw that St. Vincent was going to be there, and I thought, oh, I'd love to see her. Well, when I got home, what did I do? I bought the tickets, so it's perfect. <laughs> I bought one ticket, though. So if people want to go with me, hey, it's it's general admission. You can sit with me. You cannot sit with me. <laughs> if you listen to the wonderful podcasts that are recorded right after oh I was having fun I was having a lot of fun but it's insane in the membrane there are certain films that I watch that I know by heart start to finish there are films that are ingrained in us The scenery, the cinematography. (sighs) And I mean, also, there's films where the biopics, sometimes the biopics are kind of a hit and miss. One biopic that really I think it did a beautiful thing. Because it gave this artist a new audience, a new fresh breath of life. Because many of us saw the paintings. Many of us 
didn't know the story behind the paintings, the anguish. But then something wonderful happened. This became a passion project for Sama Hayek. is an appropriate subject for the Mexican National Palace. Again? But when I work, they scream about my politics. When I don't work, they scream about the delays. It's a farce. Hijo de puta! That model, huh? Yes. It was just a fuck, that's all. I've given more affection in a handshake. Well, that makes me feel so much better. Was she good, at least? Not very. Too bad. She had such a great ass. When you get home, take a good bath. We're going out tonight. So I'm playing that because... That clip right there, how he nonchalantly says, a fuck is like a handshake. And so films like that and moments like that, and it's this isn't just going to be about Frida, the movie. I love Sama Hayek. That was such a great film. But that's an example of a biopic where there isn't a lot of knowledge about the person. And so there's this beautiful mystery, this canvas, this vague, yeah, where other biopics, you're like, okay, this is, this is getting long. (laughs) I've often made no bones about the fact that I hated the Queen by the Queen film. I really hated it. I love the music, but I hated the film. I hated the film. I love Rami Malek, but... And some people will come, oh, well, there's not supposed to be about this. Okay. Okay. All right. Try to mute the person that Freddie Mercury truly was. Because you can't capture that in film. You just can't. Now, Sasha Baron Cohen wanted to capture that for film. And hey. Hey. Julie Tamor directed Frida in 2002. It was a passion project of Salma Hayek's. Other people wanted to do it. Salma Hayek jumped on it. And she did a damn good job. That's why I love film. Is because it's so important. And it's so... It's breathtaking. Cinematography, though. That's the poetry of the film. And the music. It's almost like the drummer and the bass player. Because they have to weave it together. And so that's... That's why I do this podcast, you know? I talk about art, and I talk about music, and film, and how it all weaves together in this beautiful tapestry, sometimes erratic, sometimes an anarchist piece. 
Yeah. That's the thing about really good bands is when they, it's not just, they're not, you know, first of all, you're not going to go see them to dance. If they do, great. Or lip sync. No, you're going to see them. They are going to deliver this moment. It's a blaze. This moment. When I was watching Cypress Hill, all the while I was thinking, well, this is great because live music is back. It's back in a different form. Some people were in masks. Some people weren't. There was a lot going on. I kept my eye on the drummer because the drummer's really good. You know, uh, Eric Bobo, really great drummer, percussionist. And then on the, you know, Be Real and Send Dog. Because um, we ain't going out like that, you know? And then you got Atmosphere, who I'm totally aware of. And then um, Z Trip, DJ Z Trip. <sighs> so, yeah. It's exciting. It really gave me a thrill to be able to go back. And then, you know, going by myself, that's different because it's a different kind of energy. I can leave when I want. And that's what I did. I left. I think toward the end of Atmosphere Set, I left. Because I had to go. I had to go. I had to walk down that hill. But, you know, with $5 parking, you get what you pay for. Now, when I go back for St. Vincent, I'm going to know where to park. Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, let me in. (laughs) I'm looking forward to that. I mean, it's a great feeling. Cypress Hill was a moment of my childhood. I got to come full circle. And right now in my bed, I'm looking at something from my childhood. Tim Burton gave us the wonderful film that is Beetlejuice. And then there was a wonderful animated series that came out. And I have the box set I'm looking at right now. I love the cartoon series. The cartoon series was a little lighter than the film. Because there were moments of the film that were really heavy. Anytime that you're doing a film about death. Which in itself is a subject. It is a subject. And I remember because my grandmother, may she rest in, well, she's hovering wherever she is right now, um, loved the film. I remember she couldn't believe we were watching it. And then, and then we would find her watching it. But the animated series, I can say this now. I remember playing hooky once from grammar school just to watch Beetlejuice because they had moved it from Saturday mornings to weekdays that really pissed me off but what's great is as as an adult it's like oh i can get the box set (laughs) yeah here we go your parents make it so easy i know i know but don't you have any willpower willpower that little voice inside your head that tells you when you're doing something wrong i never do anything wrong Whoa, I might have spun the wrong way, though. But you gave me your promise. Oh, what's so important about keeping out of the... What did you call it again? A promise! And it's important to me. Beetlejuice, I want you to say you're sorry. You're sorry. Beetlejuice, just say it. (laughs) Whoa! 
That's one of my favorites, Party People in a Can, where Beetlejuice and Lydia are, they want to throw a party, and so he says, let's get Party People in a Can. Mention this, because I'm wearing a Rick and Morty shirt. I love cartoons. Come on. I was trying to explain to my nephew, because he knows who Rick and Morty are, and I said, how do you know? And he says, oh, it's on Roblox. I said, good, don't watch the show, because it's for grown-ups. Yeah. I like he's gonna listen to me. And now the other ones, I don't know. Yeah, they watch The Simpsons. But it's good to be able to watch Rick and Morty and think, oh my god, finally, I could. This is enjoyable. But revisiting Beetlejuice, and then and then letting the kids in on it, and they're like, oh, this is so funny. Because the movie, like I said, the movie has some heavy moments, where the cartoon is a little more jovial shall we say <laughs> even the summoning of Beetlejuice still I venture someplace scary ghostly haunting I turn loose Beetlejuice So Beetlejuice, the animated series, and I remember when it premiered in September of 1989. I remember because it was a Saturday morning, there were pancakes, there were eggs, duh. And and the movie, I think the movie had been out for about a year. So it was great to have the... The, the cartoon series really didn't... It continued in a different kind of way. It didn't really talk about the movie or what happened. Um, yeah, there was a sequel to the movie that was canceled. <sighs> Animated series ran from... 19, September 9th, 1989 to December 6th, oh my birthday 1991 Burton served as executive producer the character of Beetlejuice was laterly prominently featured in the Teen Titans Go episode Ghost with the Most which aired on October of 2020 as part of the show's sixth season in the appearance he was voiced by Alex Brightman who was the first to play Broadway's musicals Beetlejuice uh, cartoon series was great it was great 
it was a moment I have fond memories of that of that cartoon series like I said I played hooky once <laughs> I loved it I, I yeah it was on ABC and then it moved over to Fox Kids and then it just didn't last long it really didn't yeah but it was a great show and I loved it that's always a thing though when you're a kid and you get to experience moments such as Beetlejuice the animated series I think I even had the action figure or was it from the movie the movie was pretty gruesome in terms of the action figures like you could pop the head off yeah and and we're not too far from Halloween. How is that going to be? If you remember last year's Halloween, yeah. How are we have to make light of this cuz it's been a crazy time. I went to a concert and you have to enter your COVID information, your vaccine and your ID and then you have to and then they give you a, a you know, something to put around your your wrist. Are you going to do that when we go help trick or treating? No. Okay, you got to show proof of vaccination, stand this far away, or you just leave the candy and everyone goes and gets it like one big giant piñata. That's Beetlejuice for you. So, it's Saturday night. Go out and have fun. Unpleasant dreams. <laughs>